I love video games so much. I'm pretty fond of this podcast, too. They're fun. This is fun. Video games are fun. Well, not all games. Echo the Dolphin's not really that fun, but most games are fun. You know what isn't fun? Buying razor blades. And my friends over at Harry's agree. And that's why they started their company. And I don't understand why anybody would buy razors from anyone else. I'm super serial. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG and pick up a $3 trial set to find out for yourself why I'm so damn serial about this. Harry's makes the best razor blades out there and they ship them right to your front door. I don't think I'm allowed to lie in these, but I'm not anyways. I've been using Harry's for years and I've never considered going anywhere else. The blades come in this awesome little container that's easy to travel with and keeps them sharp and clean and the razor handle doesn't look like a piece of plastic out of cyberpunk. Those handles are great for high school kids with peach fuzz but you're a man now. Shave like one. And it's not just the blades. Looking good is great but smelling good is just as important. Harry's has skin softening body wash with scents like stone, wildlands, and redwood. I don't want to smell like plastic. I want to smell like a man. They have awesome smelling deodorant for $5, hair products, grooming supplies, everything you need to go from a five to a nine. Well, like an eight, and we don't want to overpromise. Well, like an eight, at least. Harry's offers subscriptions so you can get your blades and supplies when you need them, and you can feel free to cancel at any time, but you won't want to, I promise. Listen to me. Harry's is legit. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just three bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 139 and we are going way back to 1985 to talk about one of those games that everybody played everybody and i and honestly it's one of the those games are not as frequent on the show as they used to be it's uh, when i pick games to cover on here i try to pick games that a lot of people played growing up but that's not always an easy thing to do we've covered a lot of those this week however we're talking fucking duck hunt baby everybody played duck hunt and if you're wondering why there wasn't a lot of music off the top there uh there really isn't a lot of music in Duck Hunt. And then I thought, like, well, I could put Super Mario Brothers music in there because it's, you know, it was in the same pack in the, in the cartridge and everything. But, like, Duck Hunt has spent 36 years living in the shadow of Mario and Super Mario Brothers. So I was like, no, no, you know what? It'll get its sound effects in here, and that's good enough. Uh, my old pal David Ray makes his triumphant return to the show this week. And, and, it, and admittedly, I was a little apprehensive about doing a Duck Hunt episode. I was like, sure, everybody has played it. But is there, like, is there enough meat on the bone for, like, a full meal here? It, Duck Hunt feels like an appetizer episode. Uh, but I think we did all right. We didn't stretch it here. We didn't overstay our welcome. And we still turned out a pretty good episode. I hope you agree. And we'll get there in just a minute. Because speaking of overstaying your welcome, that's a good one. Uh, it is time for another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. Da, 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 da. 
And as I remind you guys, every week, handy timestamps are found in the description box. So you can skip right to Hunting Ducks if you want, or just to play one, remake one, erase one, or just listen to the whole thing. The intro's not that bad. Just try a bite. You might like it. Just give it one bite. Eat one bite. Maybe you think the intro's okay. Uh, quick reminder, tickets are available right now for my online comedy show on Saturday, March 20th. We're starting at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And listen, please, like, don't write it off if you think that an online comedy show will suck because I normally agree with you, but I would out and hired like a pro studio. You're getting a top quality show. It's not just me in front of my webcam. I'll be able to see you as well. If you want me to see you, if you have a webcam, former remember the game hall of famer, Mark McHugh is going to be there as well. He'll be opening the show. Tickets are 20 bucks Canadian. You only need one per house. So if five people live in your house, you can all watch the show for $20. Uh, and then what'll happen if you buy your ticket the night of the show, they'll send you a link and you click the link and then you can watch. And then if you got a webcam and mic, I'll be able to see you and kind of hear you. And it should be really, really fun. And, uh, I, I'm a little bit, I mean, I, I forgot how much promoting a comedy show sucks because it's been a year since I've really had to do it, but I'm the one footing the bill for the studio and the production costs and paying Mark and everything like that. So uh, if you if you think you're going to watch it, I'm just saying, like, please don't wait until the 20th to buy your ticket. Please just get your ticket. Just get it. Just that it's done. It's, it's 20 bucks. It's one ticket. And then I can sleep a little easier at night knowing that I don't have to wait until that final 24 hours to sell all my tickets. So uh, if, if you're interested, if you're looking to check out my stand-up comedy, if you're looking for a cheap night in, Hit it up there. If you go to Eventbrite, just search for Adam Blank and you'll see it. It's the first event that pops up. Tickets are there. You can find them right now. Uh, And of course, we have a Patreon, which I have to plug. Uh, It has been growing like a, well, I don't want to say like a weed because our podcast is the weed, but it grows like something else that grows really fast. We were at 198 Patreons last week. We're at 211 now. So in seven days, we've added 13 more Patreons, which is just like, thank you so much. Uh, I had promised when we hit 200 Patreons, I would send out lanyards to the, uh, the that first 200, but we blew by that number. So once again, every single person that signs up on our Patreon by March 21st is going to get a Remember the Game lanyard from me. And it'll probably cost me most of your $2 your two to get and ship you your lanyard. Uh, but I'm hoping that you see the extra content doesn't suck and you stick around. And if not... Boom, enjoy your lanyard and enjoy a month of extra podcasts because it's just $2 and you get early access to Game Patch every Friday instead of Monday, exclusive access to Expansion Pass and all of its previous episodes. You can send in comments to be read on the show. You get access to our Discord and a whole bunch more. Uh, last week for Expansion Pass, I looked back at the first four years of the Nintendo Switch because that bad boy turned four last Wednesday. Uh, and as is becoming tradition here on the show, I'm going to give you guys a quick sneak peek at last week's episode of Expansion Pass, so I'll cue up the Turtles music and then you can listen to that. I think for a lot of people, you know, you either got a PlayStation or an Xbox or a PC and you've got your, that's your main gaming rig, and then you buy a Nintendo system as your secondary one that you basically just use every time a big new Nintendo game pops up, right? Like That's just how... For a lot of people, and maybe that doesn't apply to you, but for the vast majority, that is what Nintendo is. So previous gimmicks, whatever. Some of them worked, some of them didn't. None of them have clicked with gamers like the Nintendo Switch has. Not even the Wii that really took off. None of them have clicked with gamers like the Nintendo Switch. And I think Nintendo really does, they, they, they deserve some credit for, for taking that leap and for making this thing a true hybrid console because i'm i'm not always willing to trade power for a gimmick like motion controls or a gamepad but i am willing to trade it for a portable system that i can play anywhere 
It was a ballsy move, especially coming off the heels of the Wii U failure. They needed the Switch to work, and it did, right? I'll give up some power to be able to play, you know, Mario Odyssey while I'm sitting on the toilet or while I'm on an airplane or et cetera, so on. So... And now this weekend, this Sunday, it is the 50th episode of Expansion Pass. And we're going to do one of our ranking episodes. These are always very popular. And uh, I'm going to rank my top 20 favorite Super Nintendo games of all time. We did that with NES games a while back. That episode is actually available for free on the Remember the Game feed. It's the one episode of Expansion Pass. If you go back, it's probably about seven or eight episodes ago now. You'll see it there. Uh, there's a, a bonus episode of, of Expansion Pass sitting there. You can check it out right now. I don't give away a lot of free episodes, but that one's there. It's the first bump, right? The first bump is free. And then this Sunday, we'll be ranking Super Nintendo games. So again, two bucks gets you that, all the old episodes, a shout out, and a lanyard, okay? So a huge thank you to our newest Patreons, Aaron Backer, Juan T., K-Jam, Electronic Emotions Program, Chris Copland, Spencer C. Weiss, Murat Pepper, and Cody Poland. Thank you all so, so much. Welcome to Remember the Game Industries, uh, patreon.com slash remember the game. This show, all the shows we make, the lack of ads on here, everything exists because of you and your support. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Patreon.com slash remember the game. And I have a P.O. box that I don't plug every week because I don't want everyone sending me giant gifts. Uh, but you can find the full address on our website is P.O. Box 69181, Edmonton, Alberta, T6V1G7. Uh, I just mailed out a whole bunch of extra postcards and a couple little trinkets to people that have sent me something to say hi. So just shoot me a postcard or a letter. You don't have to send me a video game. I know people do. And I just, oh boy, do I appreciate it. But just shoot me a postcard, a quick note, just saying, hey, I'm listening from here. That's awesome. I'll send you one back and we'll be friends. And then I'm on Twitch and you can find me over there Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. We were streaming on Sundays, but I figure I just need a day a week to be off. And Sunday's the only day that that works. So Tuesday and Thursday evenings and Saturday afternoons. You can find me at twitch.tv. Uh, go look for Member the Game there, not Remember. Member the Game. It's free to watch. You subscribe or follow and then it'll tell you when I'm on and... I spend just as much time arguing with the, the chat box as I do actually playing the video game. So I would like to see. Our, our audience has grown over there, too. When we started, we had 12 or 13 people, and now we're getting closer to that 30 viewers on a stream mark, which is fucking rad, man. If we hit 75, we could become a partner, and I don't know what that even means, but it would be a nice little flex for us if we did that. So, uh, And that'll do it. That's all my uh, self-indulgent promotion. Let's get into you guys. Let's, uh, let's blow you. He blows, all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. Blowing in the cartridge, it is the opening segment of the show. I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons, usually gaming-related, but not always. And we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge, so let's blow. And uh, our first blower this week is Ryan Bayshore, who said, I've been thinking a lot about how I remember exactly where I was and what it felt like buying and getting every console I own. So many great memories. The one that particularly sticks out to me is when I got my Nintendo DS. I wanted it for Christmas so bad the year it came out, got through all of my gifts and no DS. And then suddenly my grandfather pointed out a small envelope on the tree, which led me on a half-hour scavenger hunt to finally uncover my very own shiny, gray, awkward, double-screen, beautiful little treasure. So many memories with Mario 64 DS and other games. Big thanks to my grandparents for making such a special memory for me uh that's nice ryan that is i i put that one as the first blow of the cartridge this week for a reason because i just thought that was a nice story that's a great way to kick the show off and there were actually <clears throat> excuse me there were actually several responses 
to Ryan's comment on the Patreon page of just other people sharing stories of giving or getting gaming consoles in the holidays, which is just, oh, it's just the best, man. I think everyone has a memory of getting a particular console or a particular game as a kid and just how fucking exciting it was. I know personally, like when growing up, every Christmas, I knew how big a video game box was and I'd find anything that was close to like a Super Nintendo game box or an NES or 64 or Game Boy, whatever, put them aside until the end in hopes that they were a video game. And uh, I think, like I don't remember getting my NES I don't remember that. But like as I've said before, I, w- I was born in 83. We had an NES uh, before I started developing memories that stuck. So I, I don't remember getting that. I do kind of remember getting my Super Nintendo because I know we didn't get one for a little while after they came out. But I remember my my friend Royanna, her parents had one and they would watch us after school sometimes before my parents got home and we would go over there and just play like Super Mario Kart, F-Zero, Super Mario World just over and over and over. I was so jealous. And I don't remember unwrapping a Super Nintendo at Christmas, but I do remember playing it the day that we got it because I would play Super Mario World non-stop. My parents would be like, hey, Christmas dinner's ready. Come eat. And I was like, I don't care. I'm playing Super Mario World. Just leave me alone. And then it's three. But then I was like, I can save because I was so used to playing Super Mario Brothers 3 and having to restart over and over and over again. And it was just, I remember being so happy. I used to trace the Super Mario World map off my TV. I remember doing that at Christmas bringing it up and just leaving it on the overworld and putting a piece of paper on the TV screen and tracing. I, God, I love that game. I do, You know what? Actually, you know what I remember is my Game Boy. I remember getting that OG puke green screen original gray box Game Boy. I remember my little brother and I each got our own and we got a copy of Super Mario Land to share and then we got Tetris. And I, and I vividly remember letting Josh, that's my little brother, uh, play with Mario because I just wanted to play Tetris. This was probably my intro to Tetris, and like, and a beast was awoken inside of me, and I played it so much. I remember my parents ended up getting me a battery pack for my Game Boy, which was this big gray, like it was shaped kind of like a sausage roll, um, and so I could keep playing Tetris, and I would just play it over and over and over. Our God. God, I remember playing Tetris. Ah, oh, great memories. Life was so much easier when Santa took care of your gaming right? Like it's just, instead of you today trying to figure out how the fuck you're going to buy a PlayStation or an Xbox, remember when Santa just did it for you? That was, or your grandparents, uh, easier times. Good shit, Ryan. Good start. Ari Picker wrote in and said, uh, just some random thoughts on Zelda two. To me, it almost plays like a quarter eating arcade game more than a console game. It would have been kind of rad if that had been released in my opinion. Also, I think it had some of the best music of the Zelda series and some amazing color schemes that pink on black boss stage during the shadow link fight is so dope. Very eighties. Also, there are some fantastic ROM hacks of this game that some that solve some of the dumb game mechanics of the OG version. Anyway, just a little more Zelda two love PS love the long intros to the show. Probably my favorite part. So keep those long rants coming. Ah, thanks Ari. Thanks. So, so just, yeah, like I finally accepted that the intros are just always going to be long. That's just who I am on the inside. I prefer my intros long and hard. And if someone doesn't like that, then they, then they don't like me. And that's, I can't change that, but thank you, Ari. And it's funny you bring up Zelda too, because another hot dog, Darren, uh, one of the newer members of the community, um, has been bringing it up a lot lately as well. Zelda two, the adventures of Link. And it's funny because like I, I played it, uh, as a kid a little bit. I never owned it. I don't think I knew anyone that owned it. It was just one of those games that I never really sat down and gave it an honest shot. You know what I mean? It would just kind of dink around with it when I got my hands on it. 
Um, and then I finally sat down and played the original Legend of Zelda on my Switch a couple years ago, and I fucking loved it. And I know that Zelda 2 is harder, and it's kind of weird, and people treat it kind of like the Cousin Oliver of the Zelda family, but I like the fact that they tried something different. And I don't, I don't really know how good that different thing is, but I like the fact that they try. I really got to sit down and try playing that game soon. We are going to, I promise you, I promise you, this is like a, you know, I'm doing the politician thing where they make the fist, but the thumb is on top. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're standing at the podium giving the, like, I promise you at some point we are going to cover Zelda two here on remember the game. I just got to sit down and actually put some time into it first, but I will do that. Eventually we are going to do that. Uh, dude, imagine if that game had been in arcades. Holy fuck. Like Ari mentioned the idea of it being released as like an arcade game back in the, oh my God, they would have made so much money. If you could have gone to Chuck E. Cheese and played fucking Zelda, oh, that would have been big. Uh, the Honest Pokemon Trainer wrote in and said, Good morning, Adam. With the success the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle last Ronin comics are having, I have two questions for you. Number one, are you happy that the Ronin is blank? Or do you think it should have been one of the other turtles? I know we both have our own favorites, and maybe one day when you come visit Australia and the UK, we could talk about this in person. And number two, would you like to see this made into an animated film, but made into an 18-slash-R-rated film to keep a level of brutality that maybe would be missing if it had a lesser age rating? My concern would be if this story was made with the teenage audience in mind, it would tone down a lot of things which would take away from the impact of the story. So, okay, so quickly, uh, and I'm not going to spoil anything in here, I promise you guys. Uh, but if you don't know what the Honest Pokemon Trainer is talking about, there's a Ninja Turtles uh, comic book series running right now. It's like a spinoff, I guess is the term. It's called The Last Ronin. And it's set in the future where three of the Ninja Turtles are dead. And the fourth surviving turtle is basically trying to avenge them. And it's, it's very dark. It's very mature. There are two issues out right now out of, I believe, five to complete the series. Uh, and the two that are out are just fucking outstanding. I don't read a lot of comics, but I highly recommend the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle IDW comics including and this series if you like Ninja Turtles. They're really, really good. It's not 87 campy turtles. This is pretty serious shit. So the, the first question you asked, Pokemon Trainer, is am I happy with who the surviving turtle is? Uh, yes, I am. I think, uh, honestly, like I would have been happy with any of them just as I love the Ninja Turtles that much and I think the story is really interesting. But I think the, tur the, the turtle that they chose and how the story is shaking out so far, I, yeah, I love it. I think they made the right choice. There is one other turtle that I think would have been a great choice as well. Like there's two that I would have put ahead of the other two. Uh, but I like the direction they went. I'm happy with the person they picked. Uh, would I like to see it made into an animated film with an R rating? Fuck yes. But I, I, it'll never happen. Uh, because the Ninja Turtles are just such a huge franchise. And they appeal to everybody. And if you make a Turtles movie and make it anything ahead of PG or maybe PG-13. Then you lose out on all the kid dollars from people bringing their kids to go see the new Ninja Turtles movie. Right? And it's all about the, it's all about the dollars. So I get it. But I think it's the same reason we'll never get the Turtles JRPG that I've wanted for so long. Because kids might not play it. Um, maybe an Ultimate Alliance style Ninja Turtles game could happen. That'd be fucking sick. Oh, where you team up with the foot maybe to take down like a bigger enemy and then you could make a combination of the turtles or like Shredder, Bebop, Rocksteady. Oh, anyway, I'm just dreaming. Uh, but yeah, they gotta, you know, they always tone it down because they gotta play it to the masses and I understand, I get it. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Toning it down would ruin the story. I, I would love to see it as like an R-rated uh, movie but I would rather they don't do it period than do it in a PG version and bastardize it. So if it has to stay in a comic book to be the story that it should be, then I'm okay with that. So thank you, honest Pokemon trainer. God, I love talking Ninja Turtles. 
couple more here. Kinslayer wrote in and said, Hey there, Adam, longtime listener and a fellow Albertan. Go Habs, go. Fucking rights, Kinslayer. Uh, I know us inverted players get a pretty bad rap, and let's be real, we deserve it. Being that guy who needs to take the time to mess with the controls every time it's your turn gets real old real quick, especially if half the time you can't remember if it's the X-axis or the Y-axis you need to swap and screw it up more often than not. After a quick death, it's your buddy's turn and the whole process repeats. And this got me thinking, how did I become this freak of nature? In what world is down, up, and up, down? I decided to call my parents back on the coast to see if they could shed some light on my freakish ability. After a long conversation, I found out that as a dumb little kid, I would actually hold my Super Nintendo and NES controller upside down to play, which of course put the D-pad on the right and made the up and down controls reversed. There, are, I, I'm cutting in for a second. I promise you there are people listening to this right now that are just like, what the f- fuck because that's what i feel like right now uh back to kinslayer's letter this is how i played my games for years one day i got to borrow a game boy from my aunt but unfortunately a game boy is pretty tough to play upside down apparently this cracked my habit leading up to the nintendo 64 and i never went back to upside down controllers However, I think irreversible damage was done to smooth or was done to my developing brain that no Game Boy was ever going to fix. I wholeheartedly believe this is what causes me to play inverted to this day. Now, why did I hold my controller upside down to begin with? Who knows? I was just a dumb little kid after all. Sorry for the long story. I love the show. You really have something special here. Aw. Well, well, thank you, Kinslayer. Now I feel bad about making fun of you for holding your controller upside down because you said something so nice. But I am about to make fun of you for holding your controller upside down. Uh, I, I won't lie to you. Reading that made me feel like a therapist, just sitting on the couch, legs crossed, writing in my notepad while you're laying on the couch, looking out the window, just talking about you know these traumatic, traumatic experiences from your childhood. Uh, now, I will say, being an, an inverted or uninverted player, I don't find that weird at all. It's totally normal. Some people just prefer to invert their controls. I don't have a problem with that. Holding your controller upside down, that's fucked up, Kinslayer. Your parents should be charged. They should be criminally held responsible for allowing that to happen. Or at bare minimum, they should at least be investigated and barred from ever allowing children to play games in their houses again. Because that's just fucked up. Um... Dude, I, I find it, you guys know when someone, you see someone that like plays their NES controller where they lay it down flat and they use their index fingers instead of their thumbs and they just, it's like they're typing on a keyboard. I find that fucking weird. Not nearly as weird as holding your controller upside down. Uh, and I, I also agree with what you said. We're having to be the kid who always says, wait, I have to fix my controller and set it up probably sucks. But... I think your friends should accept you for who you are. You know, if they don't like the fact that you prefer to push down to go up, then they really aren't your friend. It's that simple. And it's funny because I've, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the show, but I'm biverted myself. Uh, I realized it when I was 13 or 14 years old. If the, if the controls for a game are default set to inverted, then I'm good with it and vice versa. Uh, by default, I prefer my controls uninverted, uh, but I'll play with basically whatever the default setting is and it won't bother me either way. Now I will state that is only for the Y axis, which I think is the one that is up and down the up and down axis, which I think is why if you're talking about the, uh, the left to right axis, I think that's the X axis, uh, inverting left to right. That's fucked up. I can't accept that. I think you should get some, some serious help looking at you, Mario sunshine, anyone that I, that's, I can't get past that. That's fucking weird. Uh, I think every game, should just give you the option to play it however you want to play it. It should just let you invert if you want to invert. Frankly, I wish it was just a setting in your controller. Like, it's too bad you can't just default set your controller to invert every time you play. You know, I'm, I'm actually a little surprised that's not a thing. I guess maybe it would fuck with using, like, menus and stuff. But 
it'd be so nice, especially now in the era of like the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X and stuff where you've got separate profiles for every player. It's really too bad that you can't just default set your controller to invert every time they want to. Um, yeah, so Kinslayer, it sounds like you've been through some shit, but that's okay, man. Be you, play how you want to play, and fuck the haters. Inverters and uninverters are both equally welcome here at Remember the Game Industries, all right? And finally, our final blower this week means it's time for the letter time letter. So it's letter time. It's letter time. And that one kid, Nick, that one kid, he wrote in and said, how long was Remember the Game in the works mentally or on paper before you pulled the trigger and went for it? Also, what games have you speed ran or attempted to speed run? Uh, So I actually have something to tell you guys about speed running. So I'm going to answer that question in just a second because I actually have a bit of an announcement to make there. Uh, your first question, how long was remember the game in the works before I pulled the trigger and started it? Uh, surprisingly not very long. Cause if you don't know, uh, I actually started a, a comedy podcast back in late 2016, early 2017 when I got into comedy, that one was the one where I kicked it around for a couple of months and then finally pulled the trigger and ordered a little bit of equipment and started learning how to set it up. But that one, I dragged my feet on for quite a while. And I did like, I don't know, 70 or 80 episodes of it. It was getting like, fuck, <laughs> 10 to 15 downloads a week, uh, which I'm not shitting on any podcast that gets that. I understand it, but it was just, it's hard to keep up when you're not seeing any growth. And I was getting really bored of it. But I had already spent all this money on this podcast equipment and I do, I really do enjoy and I hope that comes through and I think it does. I hope it comes through on the way I talk into the microphone and the way I do these shows every week. Like I, I truly do enjoy doing this. And so I was like, okay, well, no one's listening to my comedy podcast. So what could I, what could I podcast about that? You know, first of all, that I won't get bored of and second, that maybe more people would be interested in. And uh, the only things that I really know enough to talk about are video games and wrestling. And so I went with video games. I went with old video games and actually remember the game started. Pardon me. I was actually just having a discussion with one of my friends and, and we were talking about old video games and I was like, oh, remember the game this. And then I thought that was and I swear to God, that was like, dude, why don't I just call it that? Because everyone's had that discussion where they're like, dude, remember the game? Chippendale Rescue Rangers, fucking Mega Man, Batman, whatever. And it so that was where it came from. But I was ready to go. So it, it, I bet you within a month, I came up with the idea of starting a video game podcast. I already had the equipment, everything set up. And then I got going on it. It probably took me about a month to get it off the ground. Um, and the other thing is like not to throw shade at other podcasts because I'm not. Uh, but I listen to other shows, other old, you know, retro video game podcasts. And, uh, and I don't think there's anything wrong with saying this. And anyone listening to my show is welcome to say this if they feel the same way. I was listening to someone and I was like, I think I could do better than this. And the, and I think some people would interpret that as a very arrogant thing to say, but I don't think it is. You can listen to something and then be like, I, I that's why I started doing stand-up too. I would go watch stand-ups and some of the comedians were not good. And I was like, fuck, I could do that. I could do that. I would be better than that person. Then the thing about, you know, the thing about the other podcasts was like, it's, it's just, they didn't, they don't sound, and I'm not saying all of them, but the ones I was listening to didn't sound genuine. You know, they either sounded like they were just history lessons straight up, which I, I get there's a market for, but that doesn't interest me. Uh, or they just sound incredibly fake, very scripted, kind of boring and monotone. And I was like, I'm going to try to do one different than that. I want one that just sounds like a normal dummy talking about video games. And the early episodes of Remember the Game, if you listen to those, they're very, 
bleh, very boring and monotone. And then as I got more confident as a comedian and a podcaster, and I started to realize what I wanted the show to be, the show started to loosen up and it really became what I wanted the show to be. I, I, I mean, you guys listen to it, right? I trip over my words. I struggle to say stuff. Sometimes I, I get lost in thought. I lose my train of thought. I put my foot in my mouth. I swear too much. I talk the exact same way I talk in real life. The way I present video games on this show is precisely how I would have it. If you know me in person, you know, this is just who I am. If you and I are sitting around talking about a video game, this is exactly how I would talk about it. And and I think that's why it's kind of worked. People listen and they're like, hey, this is different. He's just a normal person. He's, you know what I mean? Like I have no connections to the business. I'm not from a big website like IGN or kind of funny or no one knows who the fuck I am. I don't know anything. I'm just a normal person that really likes video games. And frankly, I feel like sometimes I listen to other video game shows and they sound like... They kind of sound like they've, to me, it comes across like they think they're better than the listener. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they kind of feel like they're talking down to you or it's, if that makes sense, not all shows, but some of them, it's like they think they're this almighty authority figure in the hobby or in gaming. And it's like, dude, no, you're not. You're just another geek with a microphone. Just like me, just like everybody else. And the history lesson podcasts, there's certainly a market for those shows, that's just not, I watch the gaming historian on YouTube for that stuff. Check his stuff out. It's incredible. Uh, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to listen to a podcast about that. That's just me. Uh, so, so yeah, so I know I'm kind of sucking my own dick here, but the, the long and short of it to answer your question, Nick, was that it did not take long. I gave up on my comedy podcast. I already had the gear. I knew how to make this thing get on the internet. That's the process that takes the longest. And then I just decided I'm just going to start talking about video games. So quickly, if you're out there and you want to start a podcast, it can be incredibly intimidating because you got to figure out the equipment. You got to figure out how to get it up. You got to figure out how to get it on different platforms. What do you call it? Come up with a logo, come up with a format, um, tackle it one step at a time. Don't spend a ton of money on your equipment right out of the gate. See if it's something you really want to do. Try to pick something that you know you can talk about every week, you know, to be consistent with it. Don't get discouraged if nobody listens because it does take time. We used to get a couple dozen downloads a week when we started. You know, it takes time. Um, and just, yeah. So there you go. I hope that answers your your question. Uh, and as far as what games have I tried to speedrun in the past? Uh, none. <laughs> to be honest, none, none. I guess maybe Cyber Shadow because you have to beat it in under three hours to unlock one of the achievements slash trophies. Uh, but that's it. I just, uh, I've kind of been considering getting into speed running Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the NES because I really got a good grasp of it when I was trying to figure out how to beat it. Uh, but it just takes a lot of practice and I would rather spend that gaming time. I have a limited amount of gaming time as it is and I would rather spend it tackling my backlog and playing something new than going back and trying to get good enough to speed run a video game. That That's just me, but... Uh, and this is my announcement though, and I got to get into this now for any of you that are even remotely interested in speed running for next week's podcast, episode 140, uh, I interviewed summoning salt. And if you don't know who that is, he's a speed runner from the States. He has a YouTube channel that breaks down the progressions of various speed run world records over the years. They're phenomenal videos, very well done. They explain everything to you without making you feel stupid. He has over a million YouTube subscribers. And he holds several world records for speed runs in Mike Tyson's punch out, including being the fastest person ever to knock out Mike Tyson in two minutes flat. Fuck. 
I can't even get to Mike Tyson, and this dude can knock him out in two minutes. So uh, if that stuff tickles your fancy at all, that is going to be next week's episode, and I'm really excited for it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so I hope that answered your questions. Nick, thank you for writing in. That is all the blowing this week, you guys. Let's let's get into our smash hit segment, the biggest segment of the intro. Uh, play one, remake one, erase one. Thank you, as always, to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. Uh, The rules are simple. Every week, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released. They can remake one as a modern game. And the third game is erased from time forever. And this week, I figured we're talking about an original black box NES game in Duck Hunt. Uh, So let's invite a few of them to be on the show. Our contestants this week are Balloon Fight. Ice Climbers, and Excite Bike, all for the NES. They all came that original uh, basic black box design Nintendo used to use. I fucking love that design so much. I would love a poster of one of those. Ah, a poster of the original Super Mario Brothers box art? Oh, that's fucking hot. Anyway, uh, I love that design. As always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one, and I'll get into that in just a minute, but I'll share a few of your inquiries first, a few of your opinions uh, Andre SJA Flash is our first contestant this week, and he says, I'm going to play by the rules, even though it pains me to do it. I'll play Ice Climbers. I have no memories of playing it. I'm sure it's a decent enough, so I'd like to give it a shot. Plus, they're awesome in Smash. I'd remake Excite Bike. This game is legend. I'd love to see it updated just as long as I don't fuck it up and try to make it like every other racing game. And then Erase Balloon Fight. Well, somebody had to go. I never remember playing this either, and it's not as cool as Ice Climbers. Do you see what I did there? I do see what you did there, Flash. And you get bonus points for the pun, and you get an A for playing by the rules and not throwing them in my face like everybody else does. So thank you very much, Flash. Uh, and it's sound logic. And dude, I really agree with the concept of remaking Excite Bike. Uh, don't fuck it up. That would that would be my concern too, is they would try to make it way too much. Don't fuck it up. Dude, imagine like a battle royale excite bike game where they just like every lap they erase the fucking 10 15 racers at the at the end oh my god that'd be fucking awesome Char, uh, chris coplin wrote in and said play balloon fight it's a good take on joust and makes some mindless arcade fun and it's often overlooked remake excite bike we've seen what mario what nintendo can do with mario maker now just do that with a track editor in a fully realized environment with arcade physics and concepts that could be special and then erase ice climbers i actually prefer it to excite bike but the track editor has too much potential for a remake i really don't see how you could take this formula and make it fun without making it a completely different game or concept and i have more fun with balloon fight than i do with ice climber so that's fair logic because it's well not in my order my erasing game is the same thing. At the end of the day, I just have more fun with the other two games. So I get it. Uh, I understand. I think Excite Bike is the wild card this week because I think it's the most basic game of the three, but I also think it has the most potential. Comparing it to Mario Maker is a great call. It really was kind of like the first Mario Maker with being able to make tracks and stuff. Uh, Juan V actually flipped the script a little bit on uh, on Chris's entry. Juan V said, let's start with the obvious, remake Excite Bike. It was an obvious game. It could be, or pardon me, it was an awesome game. It could be even better with slightly updated graphics and online multiplayer modes with the ability to, tra- to play player-created tracks. The next two are tricky because they're very similar, but I guess I would erase Balloon Fight and play Ice Climber because Ice Climber had an awesome soundtrack and Balloon Fight isn't that special after all. At least Ice Climber was pretty revolutionary at its time and it's the rumored favorite game of late president of Finland, 
I'm never gonna be able to say that word a million years. This name in a million years. Mono Koivisto. Mono Koivisto. I hope I said that right. Uh, you know what, Wambi? First of all, huge shout out to Finland and everyone that's listening to the show from Finland because I am a huge Saku Koivu and Timu Solani fan, and they are both among Finland's finest hockey players ever. So shout out to Finland. I love that place. Uh, but I actually agree with your take on ice climbers. I know some people write that game off, but it was kind of revolutionary for the time. And I think as it is of these three games, ice climbers is the best one. That's me. I think it's the best, deepest game of the three here. Uh, not everyone agrees with me. Keegs wrote in, and said, play Excite Bike. It's pretty fun as it is. Nice, simple bike race. Remake Balloon Fight. I played this Flash game back in high school called Balloon Duel, which was exactly this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Updated graphics, and you could unlock different cosmetics and play online against other people. This would be an awesome addition to switch online. Balloon Fight 99 or something like that. Erase Ice Climbers. The only good thing about them is that they're in Smash. I hate this game. It's hard, and I could never get into it as a kid. So bye-bye. Uh, now, I will say, Keegs, while I disagree on your Ice Climber take adamantly, the idea of Balloon Fight 99 gets me a little hot. That's another one. All Dude, like, uh, all three of these games, people that have never played them would write them off, but all three at their core have very fun mechanics. I want to remake all three and make them all into Battle Royale games and just see what could be done with them 30, 35 years later. I love the I, I could any of these. I could live with that. Doug Dorn wrote in and said, remake Excite Bike. Play the other two until I figure out which one I like more and then erase the other symbol. Oh boy. I'm torn on whether or not this is a disqualification, Doug. And I can't afford to hire judges. So you're just getting a no contest. You did it's a tie. No contest. Kelly said, honestly, these games are in a weird place. Don't get me wrong, they're good, but these games aren't really games that need to be re- remade. All of them are good as they are, but I will follow the rules. Thank you, Kelly. Play Excite Bike. This game has held up really well and is still a ton of fun to play today. It's not hard to find either. Good game. Remake Ice Climbers. I don't think the original holds up as well as the other games here, so a modern Ice Climbers game would be pretty neat. Would also give a better reason for the Ice Climbers to be in Smash. And it hurts my heart to say it, but Erase Balloon Fight. I love this game, but I mean, when was the last time any of us actually played it? It's fun, but this game has been copied so many times that the world could live without it. For the record, Nintendo Land on the Wii U has the best version of it. So see this... This is an interesting point to me, Kelly, because, and thank you for playing by the rules, by the way, but you said they're all fun and none of them need to be remade. Uh, I agree they're all fun and you could leave them all as is and play them, but I actually like the idea of remaking all three and seeing what you could do. Like I, I could listen to an argument that just leave all three of them as is, play them because they're all classics. There's nothing fundamentally wrong with any of these games, but I would also listen to an argument for remaking all three of them and taking the basic formulas and seeing what you could do with them today. Erasing Balloon Fight hurts my heart as well. Uh, a couple more, and then we'll get to my answer here. Uh, Mur- Murat, I hope I'm saying that right. Murat Pepper said, I would play Ice Climbers, remake Excite Bike, and delete Balloon Fight. I really liked Excite Bike, and it would be nice to get a new one like F Zero did with the Nintendo 64. Uh, quick and precise. I like that, Pepper. Fucking boom, in and out. I actually, dude, Excite Bike 64. I could swear that was a game. I used to play that, and it had like soccer in it or something. And it was actually really, really fun fucking yeah i really liked that game and cody poland said play excite bike because it's still solid and the mario kart 8 track is already a perfect reimagining remake ice climber because i feel this game had a lot of potential that could be realized better uh now as opposed to being on the nes and that leaves balloon fight to be deleted it was fun but it didn't stand the test of time as gracefully and a remake wouldn't really benefit it as much as it would ice climber uh now i'm not gonna lie to you 
I was meh on Excitebike for this whole uh, segment. But Cody brought up the Excitebike Mario Kart 8 track. And now that has me excited thinking about what a remade Excitebike in that art style would look like. And now I'm fucking, ooh, that sounds good. Uh, And I I actually agree with you 100%, Cody. Remaking Ice Climbers is the way to go. That's the game that could most use a remake, I think. But my play and erase order are switched up. And actually, Rogue Agent is the only one that had the same order I had this week. Rogue Agent said, I would play Balloon Fight. This is a good game for the time, but can't see how it would be remade with a modern twist. It's still a good pickup and play. I would remake Ice Climbers. This would make a good puzzle platforming game with modern day graphics. The players look so slick on Smash Brothers. And I'm sorry, not sorry. I would erase Excite Bike for the following reasons. The pathetic overheat mechanic, the bullshit level design. Yeah, it was cool in the 80s, but make a track. You can't save it or anything. It's a no from me. So many motor bike games are out there now so this wouldn't even mess up the timeline of future games also the excite bike track on mario kart 8 is dog poop i agree with almost everything you said rogue agent until that last sentence that mario kart track i love that track so much so we're officially fighting but we're also still on the same team we're like a tag team that's fighting with each other but still on the same side because i would do the same things that you would i actually like all three of these games but i would my personal opinion is i would play balloon fight I honestly don't think I could ever get bored of this game. It controls like balls. It's super basic, but I played it over and over and over as a kid. And there's this like second mode where you just try to guide your little character on a scrolling screen through all these like electric shit and try to see how far you can get. And uh, I could not stop playing that as I love this game. I would remake Ice Climbers because I think this is the best game in the group. The problem with it is the controls, particularly the jumping are fucking awful. Uh, But I think it's the funnest concept. I think it has the most depth. It's the one I played the most as a kid. I played the fuck out of Ice Climbers as a kid. So I would remake it, and I would just make it into a 16-bit art style game. I would clean up the jumping, add some leaderboards, and just make a trillion dollars. And then I would erase Excitebike. And I like Excitebike as well. Uh, but it was just, it was always that game that I would play for like two races of as a kid and then get bored. And you could argue remaking it, adding a grand pre mode or something would make it more playable, but I would rather remake ice climbers than excite bike. And if I dumped excite bike, I still have RC pro am and micro machines on the NES. So I'm good. I have my racing fix on the NES. Uh, so sorry. Oh dude. But remember the feeling in excite bike when you would hit that jump just right and shoot right up off the top of the screen and then nail your landing. That's Oh, that's good stuff. What a great bunch of games, man. Thank you for playing, everybody. Uh, As always, I'm sorry I can't read all your answers, but I read them all in person. I love how many people weigh in on this every week. It's awesome. Uh, Let me break down what I have been playing, and then we'll go duck hunting. I finished God of War this week on the PS4. I I finished on my PS5, but whatever. Uh, Outstanding. Uh, Outstanding. I'm going to review it on Expansion Pass next Sunday. Uh, the 21st for episode 51. I ran a poll on Patreon. I posted a poll last night and was like, I know it's about three, you know, it's a couple years old. Do you guys still want a review of this? And within an hour, we had like 30 votes and over 90% of them were, yes, please review it. So I'll review it next week. Uh, I fired up Resident Evil 2 Remake last night. Uh, I'm. It was awesome. Dude, it's crazy because I suck with scary games, but I've really fallen in love with Resident Evil games. And I fired it up. I'm in the opening cutscene. And, uh, all of a sudden it's fucking pitch black in my game room here. It's, it's like, I don't know, 10 30, 11 o'clock at night. And then all of a sudden my window lights up with red and white flashes. And I look out the window and there's a police car and an ambulance right behind my house at the house behind mine. And I, which never happens. There's never fucking cops or ambulances or anything over here. And I was like, well, that's a sign. 
that I'm about to shit my pants. And I played a couple hours last night and almost did shit my pants, but it was also awesome. I'm really fucking pumped to get into that. Still playing Mario 3D World on my Switch with Shaylee, which is awesome. And I think I'm going to pull the trigger and buy Final Fantasy V on my iPad. Uh, Ben Bouya, a longtime supporter of the show, won a chance to come on the podcast during my charity stream back in December. And the game we decided to cover is Final Fantasy V. I just need to play it. And I'm kind of over the burn, my JRPG burnout from Final Fantasy VIII now. And I'd prefer my JRPGs portable. So I think I'm going to buy it on my iPad and play it there. And then we'll get that episode recorded. And uh, I think that's it. I think that's everything I've been playing. So let's get let's get into Duck Hunt. I like to give you nerds a chance to share your thoughts on games before I indulge myself and ramble for a while. And we had over two dozen comments this week, just from people weighing in on their memories. I did not expect that. This is usually the least uh, commented section, you know. There's because I, I every week I offer our patrons a chance to to play play one, remake one, erase one, to submit comments for blowing in the cartridge and to weigh in on their comments on the game. And this is usually the section that gets the least comments. This one had the most by a mile this uh, this week, which was wild. But I guess with it being packaged with Mario, everyone owned it, everyone played it. We all have memories of it. I can't read all of them, but I'm gonna fucking rocket fire through a bunch of them here. JB Retromania said, "Oh man, fun time standing as close as can be and still missing." A great ball of fun between this and the skeets, though. Too bad you need a classic CRTV still to enjoy this wonderful game. I agree. Uh, Nathan W. wrote in and said, anyone else play it with holding the end of the gun right against the TV screen? I think I still missed like half my shots, but it was a fun alternative to missing the majority of them. I remember the clay shooting mode and how you had to hit them within the first two seconds. Otherwise, they flew too far away. I love putting the gun against the screen. The giraffe wrote in and said, I bought an NES for my stepson in the Christmas of 86. He was eight and the unit came bundled with Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt. We played mostly Super Mario Brothers. I did not like playing Duck Hunt against the kids because the little shits would hold the barrel right up against the TV screen. I might be one of your oldest listeners, but I still got game. Greetings from Indianapolis. I fucking love that giraffe. Oh, and then of course, <laughs> the gun against the screen. Of course, the dog. Of course you guys waited on the dog. I'm so happy that so many people remember this game. Vincent L. wrote in and said, I got an NES a couple years ago, and it came with the Mario Duck Hunt dual cartridge, among good old, or along with the good old plastic zapper gun. This game is a classic, and my favorite moment is when the dog laughs at you. Absolutely. Doug Dorn wrote in and just said that fucking dog slick rick said that stupid dog and his idiot laugh he can eat shit Nurat pepper said i remember shooting the dog and nothing happened morgan said that dog is often rated as the most annoying creature in video game history the giggling pooch was the 80s version of get good that is fucking excellent morgan i love that people love that dog or hate him whatever i love him uh and then a couple of final comments here that just warm my heart brian robbins Wrote in and said, I used to go to my grandma's every summer for two weeks, about an eight hour drive away, as she had the Mario Kart, or the, pardon me, the Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt combo. And I would play that in amazement every summer until I was about 10. Those were the days. And Silver Grunion wrote in and said, I'd like to share a memory. My grandmother once picked up the NES Zapper and shot a duck her first try, put it down, and never played that or any other game again. This was in 1987. And up until her death in 2019, we still laughed and referenced how she was the best at video games, and she never gave anyone a chance to prove her wrong. Every time I play Duck Hunt, I think of Grandma. She was a great lady and a heck of a shot. (laughs) Ah, that's fucking epic. That is so pure. I fucking love that story. Also, get well, Grunion. I hope you're I hope you're feeling better, my friend. Uh, that's a good story. And it's just God, there was so many. I can't 
Thank you to everyone that I'm, I hope you guys enjoy this. I went from being skeptical. This would be a good episode to thinking this could be one of those very special episodes of remember the game. And I hope you guys all enjoy this. Now there really isn't any music to queue up. I went and looked up the original soundtrack for duck hunt and it's pretty bare bones. So I'm not going to say I'm going to play some music right now. I'm just going to play a bunch of the sound effects and a bunch of the random themes and stuff from the game. And then I'll queue up the chat with David and we, you know, go down a memory. We'll go down memory lane and we will talk about duck hunt, which originally released alongside the iconic Nintendo entertainment system in North America on October 18th, 1985. Let's go duck hunt. This show is sponsored by better help. Look, we all need somebody, your spouse, your friends, your family lean on me when you're not strong. I hope my singing didn't ruin your day. But the point is, we all need relationships. And unfortunately, they're not always easy. They take work. My substantially better half and I have put more work into our relationship than just about anything I've ever touched. And that's how she's been able to stand me for so long. It's give and take. And therapy can be a great way to help balance the taking with the giving. I've been beating this drum for a while and I will continue to beat. Talking to a therapist is one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's almost like a massage for your mind. My therapist has helped me be a better partner, friend, and person. And honestly, sometimes they've just been a great ear to bend when I need to vent about the stress in my life. And therapy can help anyone. You don't have to have been through some crazy trauma to reap the benefits of talking to somebody. If any of this is getting through and you're thinking about giving therapy a shot, consider better help. I've used them myself, and they're legit when they say they make therapy as convenient and accommodating as possible. Fill out a short questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist that suits your needs, and you schedule appointments around your schedule. And all of your sessions are done online or over the phone, so you can squeeze in a mind massage when it works best for you. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RememberTheGame. Ding. Okay, so we are we're going old school this week. This is one of the like this is one of the, I don't know if I would call it one of the goats, but it's one of the OGs of games I think that most of us yes, grew up OG, playing yeah. with. Mm-hmm. Uh joining me via the blank phone this week is longtime friend of the show, supporter, frequent guest, comedian, and all around nerd just like myself, who I just spent half an hour talking video games with before we recorded this. And that <laughs> is uh my pal David Ray. How are you, buddy? How's how's lockdown life treating you? Uh, it's, it's going great. Well, and as I said to you before, uh, I, Hades is just guiding me through days will pass and it's fine. I don't care. You've dude, I'm telling you just by, just by shouting out Hades, you've won over the masses. Like a majority (laughs) of the listeners of the show are like, this guy's all right. He likes hate. Like that game. Uh We could 165 hours. That's what I (laughs) like. I've had it for a month, 165 hours, which means it's my second job. Like it's a full time job. I, oh, to play so this good. game. I love that game. Now, yeah. Now, Duck yes. Hunt. I don't know if I could put 165 hours into Duck Hunt. I don't. Think Wouldn't it's... that be wild? <laughs> Dude, I think your eyes would explode. Like I, you might end up like giving yourself a brain tumor with that gun or something. If 165 hours, you would break the zapper. I think. Yeah, you, you would. You, the zapper would not last that long. Uh, now, fortunately, I don't know if it's fortunate or unfortunate. Unfortunately, 
Uh, you probably can't put 165 hours into Duck Hunt because <laughs> you probably don't have a TV you could play it on these days. So, no. Uh, yeah. Dude, I... Duck Hunt, I feel like this game gets forgotten about because like it like I don't know how you were. I'll ask you like when I was a kid, we had the NES where it was in the combo cartridge with Super Mario Brothers. And of course, uh, yeah. Yeah, like and we like I played it, I don't know, once in a while when I was bored, and then after a few rounds of sucking, I would cheat, put the gun on the screen until I wanted to go outside, and then I would go outside. Um <laughs> I feel yeah. like this game, I feel like Duck Hunt kind of gets forgotten about. Like and it's it. It's a very, it's dude. It's a light gun. It, I don't know if it's the first light gun game, but it's certainly the first light gun game that I can think of. Yeah, well, I mean, you gotta gotta think. There, it's one of the games that came bundled. It's probably like one of the most bought games by accident for the NES. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And and uh, like, you know, like I've been bugging you. Like, I want to do Super Mario Brothers. I know you have a whole thing about why you don't want to do that <sighs> someday. Uh, I really, I am demanding that I am on that episode. If it never happens, <laughs> I'm tempted to make I, Super I, Mario Brothers the last episode. Like that'll be the series yeah. finale. <laughs> we'll be paying tribute like, to the one that started the whole thing. Like, yeah, because I was furious that you didn't do it when Super Mario 35 didn't come out. I'm like, that's your opportunity. You blew it. You did. I know. I know. I should have. But I. That that's a whole different Look, wormhole. That that's game a is, different thing. Sorry. No, no, that's okay. Uh, so the whole thing is. My first game, which I believe it's probably the same thing with a lot of people who the NES was their introduction to video games, their yeah. like what how they came up. There's a good chance that the first game you owned was Duck Hunt, yeah. you know, what I mean? like te- technically, uh, I know it was not the first game I played for sure. When you get home with the, the cartridge, you are not booting up Duck Hunt. No. You know what I mean? Not with Super Mario Brothers sitting right there right looking there. at you, and you're like, oh, <laughs> forget playing one of the most iconic and greatest video games of all time. I want a dog to laugh at me for sucking at Duck Hunt. Like, no, of course you're not going to. It was just kind yeah, of yeah. there. Like, I actually spent more time just playing with the gun than I did playing Duck Hunt as a kid. But I, yeah. Sorry, just, go ahead. He used it as, like, toy gun. It was a know? toy gun. Yeah, it was a toy gun. Yeah. But, sorry, uh, I didn't mean to derail your thoughts there. No, 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 that's perfectly fine. Like, that's... Because that's the thing. Like, I think this is how Duck Hunt uh, is. Uh, the I think the broad experience of Duck Hunt goes. Um, you play Super Mario Brothers, and then you get stuck in a level, or you die too many times, and you're like, "Dang it! I just need something else." Hey, I'll just reboot the computer, uh, the, the the console, and I'll guess I'll do this thing with the gun. I guess. Uh, the uh, you you try a few rounds. The dog laughs at you. This is a stupid game, and you go back to Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. That is how this, uh, Duck Hunt is enjoyed, uh, because it is true that it's funny that we're doing an episode about this game. I I admit that because it's essentially a flash game, dude. You know yeah. I mean? When you when you suggested <laughs> this game, I was like, I never even thought. Of, and like, listen, like I'm, a, I'm, a, I consider myself a gaming traditionalist. I have a ton of respect for the NES. I love the NES. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, Duck Hunt. Like, I'm, I'm legitimately. I never play as him, but I'm legitimately happy that Duck Hunt Dog is in Smash Brothers because I'm like, this game is an important, yeah. is an important video game. Um, it's just, yeah, you're right. Like, it was like, it's one of those games that you're just like, you play Mario, and then when you inevitably get game over and you're pissed off, you take it out on some ducks. 
And then you realize you <laughs> suck at that, and you're like, well, this is even harder, and then you go back to Mario. But you're right. Yeah. I, I bet you just about everyone that had an NES had Duck Hunt, and just about everyone that had an NES played Duck Hunt. And the thing about it is, like, I look at Super Mario Brothers as almost like... Um, and I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I'm downplaying Super Mario. Like Super Mario Brothers almost felt like a tech demo for the NES. It was just like, look at the games we can make for this thing. Look at this controller. Like this isn't Pong. Like look at the game we can make for you. And it felt like. Well, and Duck Hunt was almost the same for the Zapper, and then just nobody cared about the Zapper. Yeah. Well, like I, I about Super Mario Brothers. Once again, not diving too much in because I want to save that for that episode. Sure. But I think, uh, like. Super Mario Brothers was like the game that first had uh, game design yes. that was not necessarily revolving like an arcade, right? Uh, but I think the other important thing about Duck Hunt, uh, or like why it's kind of uh, uh, important or it has a reason to be remembered, is that it shows Nintendo's early history of like, we are going to be innovative with this. They yeah. weren't even really competing with anything at that point. Like, yes, there was the Atari, but it's just like the Atari didn't have a gun, right. you know, like, yeah. or like this like weird periphery. Uh, although I think Nintendo was pretty smart because I bet somebody was like, you know, we should we could probably make a game where you shoot a gun. That would be pretty sweet. You have a gun in your hand. That's That's a pretty good idea. And then they made the game, and then they're like, this is financial poison. We have a bunch of light guns now, and no one's going to go out of their way to buy a game called Duck Hunt, where the dog laughs at you. This is, uh, we have made a critical error. Hey, well, what happens if we just bundle it into the system? Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, you're right. Like, like it's... Dude, that's like, probably what happened. So, right? so many of these, and, and I... Like, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Maybe some people are going to think I'm disrespecting the Zapper. Listen, the Zapper fucking sucks. Like, the concept of it is cool. It's a cool-looking gun. <laughs> I use it way more as a toy, or I know it from Captain N, because he had it as, like, a weapon. But, like, yeah. the Zapper... <laughs> like, the Zapper... The only... Like, the Super Scope sucks even more than the Zapper. It looks cooler, yes. but it yeah. was even crappier, because it was a giant bazooka that you had to buy instead of it coming with your console. But, like, yeah. both of yeah, these... Yeah, it proved it. The Super Scope proves the ingenious... <laughs> marketing of the zapper you're right like it, yeah they were right with the zapper yeah you're uh, right because at least it came with the console but like and dude this like you know what the zapper is the zapper is the first virtual reality because i've talked about it on the show before i know everyone likes vr and vr is cool and everything like that but like yeah we're not going to get more games for vr until more people own vr headsets and more people aren't going to buy vr headsets until there are more games available for vr and the yeah. zapper was the same thing. This gun was like, sure, Nintendo was like, dude, look what you can do with this gun. You can shoot it at the TV and then the bullets show up on the TV. But if you're a game developer, you're like, are we really going to put all this time into creating a game that you have to use this gun for? Or are we going to make a game that you can use the controller? Like, there's so many more options and everything with the controller. I know there are more zapper games out there, but I mean, everyone knows Duck Hunt as the zapper game. And to me, it was a perfect example of just like this. People don't. Nintendo always does this with their funky gimmicks. Always. Every, 
every console, like the <laughs> NES had the zapper, the SNES had the super scope and it, and it added the triggers and the triggers, obviously like the shoulder buttons became a huge, they, yeah. that worked. That was a great idea. The 64 brought in analog. The Wii was mm-hmm. motion controls. The Wii U had the, had the game pad and then the switch is the switch. They always have these weird gimmicks and some work and some don't. The zapper was a gimmick and it was a cool idea, but outside of duck, like, have you ever, I have not played a single zapper game that wasn't duck hunt ever in my life. I played one for two minutes. I don't remember the name of the game. And actually, this is, you know, I could Google it right now and I could probably find it, you know. And, but this might be a little treat for the other remember the gamers out there who like, it's a game that was like at a shooting range. You weren't shooting people, but you were shooting like these, like, as if you were at a carnival and a guy would come out, but it like was represented as like, not as an animated person, but rather like, oh, this is a shooting practice. Oh, like a, like one of those like the cardboard cutouts that pop up and you yes. shoot them. Oh, okay. Like yeah, shooting, yeah, yeah. Okay, that, all right. Yeah, a shooting gallery, and who knows? Maybe that was the game shoot because every NES game was just like no creativity. It's just like literally what it is. Dude, you know, oh. ice ho- ice hockey was a game about ice hockey. I love the uh, I that, love it was called ice hockey. I love the yeah, early days of the too. NES when it was just like duck hunt ice hockey else. golf like they were just <laughs> like it was just like this is the game like it Damn. this is what it is i love i there's something about those black box games that i just adore like it's just they're yeah. so basic and simple um i don't know to be honest i don't need to know you don't need to t- explain anything beyond the title of the exactly game. yeah i gotta be honest yeah. duck hunt sounds more fun than that like duck in a small dose duck hunt isn't actually a okay i don't even want to say it's good but it's an okay video game it's okay it is what yeah. it is well here, here's the thing about duck hunt i don't know about you like when you're a kid and i was thinking about the game duck hunt as a kid i was just like how is this working you know like yes. it boggled my mind how is because like i think even as a kid and in that era you're like thinking Look, I know that this is not a powerful machine. Like the, it does. This Mario is kind of a basic game or whatever. But how is this thing that's pointing? Like, how is it figuring out where I'm aiming at? Right? Yeah. Like, it made no. It was mind-boggling. By the way, do you know how it works? I was literally gonna like. I guarantee you, there are people listening that are about to be like, Adam, you're so dumb. To be honest with you, I to this moment, I have no idea how there's like it's magic to me that you could point this gun at the tv without putting any sensors on it or anything and yeah. it would know where you were shooting I, shooting blows my it, mind it's oh, i think that's what's one of the cool things about that game i actually honestly it's kind of like a magic trick where it's kind of like oh wow that how does this work how does it you're trying to figure it out because you know this is a basic toy. Like this only cost a hundred dollars along with the system. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this has to be basic, right? Uh, so this is how it works. Um, so when you pull the trigger, uh, it's so it's like a one button controller, really. That's right. what the zapper is. It's a one button controller. When you pull the trigger, what the game does, and you probably can't recognize it because it's so fast. You pull the trigger, the screen goes black, uh, uh, or it might be the other way. Maybe it all goes white. Okay. That makes sense. Everything goes white except for this one black square. Um, 
uh, or it's the reverse. I can't remember. It's been a while since I heard it. Okay. It, so it's black and white. It turns the screen that way. And there is a, uh, a sensor in the controller that's looking for that one thing that's out of place. So it's like, oh, there's the black spot there or the white spot, whatever the thing is. I can't. So it, and, and that white spot or that black spot is where the duck is. It's where the clay pa- pigeon is or whatever. Oh. And uh, and that's how it recognizes it. So it's it's super straightforward and basic. It's not looking for a lot. That's why also taking the gun, and putting it right against the screen works. Yeah, because yeah. it's doing this that thing and like it confuses that sensor because it is a piece of garbage in the end, <laughs> or at least. Then it was like amazing and cutting sure, yeah. edge, but yeah, dude, there can't be a single person listening to this that grew up with an NES and Duck Hunt that didn't put the gun on the screen. There can't be a single per- like I know we like you can play it normal. I'm sure lots of people played it normal. I tried playing it normal, but at some mm-hmm. point, every kid in the history of the NES put that gun like, right I'm up against try the this. screen. Yeah, and then realized like you could just cheat your way through the game. But then to me, like to be honest with you, that. I don't want to say it's like the biggest strike on the game, but that's where I kind of, that's where I got disenchanted with Duck Hunt because I knew that I would just get like, and it's my own fault for being uh, a weak minded little kid who refused to get good, but I would suck for a little (laughs) while and then just put the gun on the TV. But then I was like, well, this is boring. And it's like, as an adult, I would be like, well, of course it's boring. You're breaking the game. Take the gun away and play it like normal. But as a kid, I was like, well, if I play it like normal, I can't win. Yeah. But then I can't win because I'm not good. Like, yeah it's just a cycle that goes around exactly like i remember my dad this was like the only video game my dad ever played and he would give me he would give me shit for putting the gun on the screen uh because he'd be like that's not how you're supposed to play and like now honestly like i mean i i i didn't even realize this game got re-released on the wii u apparently a few years ago and you could use the joint what yeah and you could use a wiimote and play it on the wii u i didn't know that um I, I, interesting i i'm i'm floored that they haven't done anything else with this franchise because i'm like now as an adult well i mean i say i'm floored but i also hate i hate like gun games as a, as a whole like when i go to the yeah. arcade and you know when you go to like you know fuck um um the rec room or something and you and you play mm-hmm. those games where you're on rails and you have the light gun like i yeah I get, like time, I get, time crisis and that kind of stuff right yeah. i get so bored of those so fast like so yeah. bored uh, whereas Duck Hunt, I feel like I would play that now. Once in a while, I would fire. I can't because you need a CRT TV to play it on the NES. But uh, yeah, I would, I, I, would I would play it now. Like it's it's now I'd like to see if I could actually hit them because like when you get into the game itself, like there's the, like you mentioned, there's the two modes. There's the duck and there's the clay pigeons. Uh, yeah. Shooting the ducks is actually kind of fun. Like and yeah. it, and it, dude. One thing I want to say: I'm looking at screenshots of this game while we're talking about it. For a game from the early slash mid 1980s, this isn't yeah. an ugly video game. Like no, like you, the dog has character. Th- this is the same thing because when we talked about Punch Out, that was what was so one of the amazing things on the NES about Punch Out was like these characters come to life, even though. Uh, you know, it's like this system can't do much, but because they put so much effort into the pixels, but you think of like the dog popping up and like having so much emotion, you can see what's going on. The ducks, the way they like are flying and they get the shocked look when they're shot and like the the look on their face when they get shot. Like the fact that Nintendo didn't just make their eyes go to like X's and they just fall, 
but they get that like they're caught like a deer in the headlights. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> to this moment, I think that's an enjoyable looking image. Is those ducks right after they get shot? I just think that's yeah. golden. Look, we've all been there. You're on your computer, you're plugging away at a project or a video or a podcast, and then somehow you lose your work. The computer crashes, you drop your phone on the delete key, your hard drive isn't terraformed or whatever it is, hey, lightning strikes the transmitter, doesn't matter. Bottom line, your work is gone, and it's devastating, which is why you need backup, literally, in the form of Crash Plan. They're offering a free trial of their computer backup services and some special deals, all for the hot dogs at CrashPlan.com slash RTG. Crash Plan is the ultimate computer backup service. Whether you're just a solo internet renegade like myself, or you run a business with a bunch of people all click-clacking away, Crash Plan hangs out in the background while you work, and every 15 minutes, they encrypt and backup all the files on your computer that have changed in that time. So if your computer decides to jerk you around and they do and you lose your work a backup is waiting for you and it's not a backup from yesterday it's a backup from the last 15 minutes come on now that's that's pretty sweet and not only are they saving the most recent versions of your work they can back up unlimited versions of your work so it's like a rewind button realize you screwed something up an hour ago just rewind an hour go find an old version of it and you're just like that you're done you're back to the races it's awesome time is money Don't waste your day redoing your work in a rage-filled stupor if something goes wrong. Check out Crash Plan, invest in a safety net, and save yourself a ton of time and stress when your computer decides not to play nice. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited-time buy-one-get-one offers for Remember the Game listeners. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG. Back up better with Crash Plan. Yeah. And that dog, dude, haters can hate all they want. You're all, you know why you hate that dog? Because you're not good at video games and that dog's telling you that you suck at it. That dog is awesome. I love Duck Hunt Dog. Love him. Look, I think you can appreciate it because you're a wrestling fan because really that dog is a heel. Oh, you know what I mean? Such a heel. Yes. You And you can't do anything about him. He's like the manager. He's like, uh, (laughs) Uh, what was that? Jimmy Hart yes. from the Hart Foundation, just on the outside with the speakerphone, just like, yeah, calling him out. That's the dog. And he's just like, fuck you, dog. But think about that's everybody's reaction to to that character that it stands out. I would say more than Bowser or Mario or the princess. Yeah. You have a visceral reaction to that dog. Yeah, you do. <laughs> like he like he's. Dude, he's making all these lists is like one of the most hated characters ever. The fact that he he got into Smash Brothers, you guys, off of one game from 1985. Yeah. That's what got him into He is such You're right. Like I mean, listen, <laughs> Mario Bowser and Princess are some of the most iconic video game characters of all time, and I love all three. I mean, I love Bowser and Mario. I, sometimes I wish Princess would take care of herself, but like I love all <laughs> Like, just like, it's like, just give me a week off. But like, I do love all three of them. I love, they're iconic. Um, And Duck Hunt Dog, obviously, is in the same cartridge as the debut. Like, I know he kind of gets forgotten about and stuff, but you're right. He he has far more character to him than Mario Princess or Bowser from back in the day. The way he pops up. In in that game. In that game. Yeah. And just straight up laughs at you. Like, the game Mm -hmm. mocks you. And then we all shot the dog. Like we all tried to you shoot tried. the dog. You yeah. try, you pull the trigger, you're shooting, and you're like, maybe this time. <laughs> I love that I love that they made it that you can't hurt him too. Because as a kid he yeah. would make me mad, but now as an adult, I'm like, 
I, I'm looking at his laughing face under the game over screen right now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, man's best friend. And instead of him being like, hey, man, nice try. Let's go again. The game is just like, hi, you suck. Like, that's, you suck. that's phenomenal. I love that so yeah. much. Yeah, it, it, it added us like, yeah, that, that was the thing. The, probably the most emotion out of that cartridge was Duck Hunt. Oh, like, dude, there's Say a Say what you will about Super Mario Brothers. Yes, superior game. But the most emotional reaction, Duck Hunt. No question. Have you played yep. Have you played The Messenger before? Uh, no, but I've seen uh, my roommate Mark, who's a, also a freaking guest on your uh, podcast. Yeah. I've seen him playing that. It's, I love it. And when you die, this little – I can't remember the character's name. I haven't played Messenger in a while. But this little mm-hmm. character, he's like a little fairy that brings you back to life. And every time you die, he mocks you. He says, <laughs> he says something like, why don't you try jumping? Or like, well, that was like, that was ugly. And like, just, he just laughs at you. And, and the duck hunt dog is the first, if I'm, and I, and I'm. Why don't you just shoot? Why don't you shoot the duck? Exactly. Did you try shooting the duck? Like, admittedly, my knowledge of gaming prior to the NES is, is not great. Cause the NES, like I've never played an Atari in my life. Like the NES is where I started, but I don't know if there was ever, if there was, if there's a character prior to the Duck Hunt Dog that mocked you for dying, I don't know of him. Duck Hunt Dog yeah. is the best. And you know what? You know what the redeeming thing about Duck Hunt Dog is? Is he laughs at you every time you die. But when you get a duck, he's man's best friend. And he goes and holds that duck up for you. And I love that, too. That he like, He's both. He's, he's got both. your back. He's got your back. He's just going to laugh at you when you suck. That's all. Oh, <laughs> just... Yeah, to me, he's, he's like a star- good friend. He's a he's a good like friend from high school. You know, like one yeah. of those guys that like uh, you get along with, but you beak on each other. You know, like if that's the duck hunt dog. And I love the way that when he like when he goes and gets the ducks, he doesn't like you know like if a dog went and got your duck, he would bring it back like in his mouth, and you'd scratch him on the head and be like, "Oh, thanks, yeah. boy." I love that he holds it up with a closed fist. Wringing its neck like he's just like a trophy yeah. dog, like and then, like I just think, dude, that I'm 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 I never really thought about it until you brought up bringing up talking duck hunt. I'm floored that they haven't done anything else with that dog because he's hilarious. Like he he should be yeah. in every game. He's hilarious. Just let him you mock know, you. You know what I just realized in this moment, Adam, as we're talking. Because I've been thinking about like this podcast as we're coming up to it. Sure. But as I'm realizing, are you the character, like the hunter in the Duck Hunt game? Are you an asshole? I'm wondering if you're an asshole because maybe you are. Because look at the dog that you brought along. (laughs) You're right. Yeah, yeah. That dog doesn't just pick that up. He just, like on his own. That's just not his nature. That's just, that's totally nurture right there. You've nurtured an asshole dog because you, the duck hunter, you are an asshole. One of two things turned that dog into the dog he is. Either A, you're an asshole and the dog is mimicking you, or B, you're mean to that dog. Like maybe yeah. you beat that dog and now the dog's just like, hey, Sid, you alcoholic dog beating piece of shit what's the matter can't aim the gun like there's no like if you were just a nice person like ned flanders is not the one that shooting dog these would be ducks like, yeah because then he'd be coming over being like hey man it's okay don't we'll get him next time don't worry about it but that dog's just like oh ed's drunk again nice shot ed you fucking loser um 
Dude, I got to be honest with you, David. There's so much more to this game than I thought there was 23 minutes ago when we sat down. And I was thinking, like, how the fuck are we going to kill more than eight minutes talking about shooting ducks? But we haven't talked about the actual gameplay yet. We're talking about this stupid... That I God, I love that dog so much. He's him. a great heel. You love great heel. That's the thing. Like, that, any wrestling fan will know you got to have a great heel in order to make anything worthwhile. Here's <laughs> the funny thing was I was like, yeah, this might be a challenge to talk about Duck Hunt for too long, and I'm like, uh, hopefully the intro is not longer than the rest of the episode. <laughs> Dude, the, the intros are. I actually talked about that the other day. The intros are getting to almost as long. Like, uh, whatever, I don't care. The only one guy from Great Britain didn't like it, and he can go fuck himself. We've lit him up a hundred <laughs> times. Um, uh, <laughs> no, it's it's you know what's wild too is like not to get too deep into this, but like. You kind of nailed it. Like Super Mario Brothers is the is the better game in this package, no question. But mm-hmm. it, but in a lot of ways, Duck Hunt has a lot more personality and a lot more yeah. character than than like Mario is just you're all about you just gotta it's all about saving the princess. And it's not even like saving the princess is cool, but like I don't know how you are. I don't even care about saving the princess. I just wanted to play Mario Brothers. Whereas in Duck Hunt, like it's just you and this stupid dog, and it really like there really is some character. I don't want to say depth. But it has some personality. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. This it's more personality. personality. Yeah. Because you, think about all of those characters. Bowser, the princess, Mario. There is barely... And Toad, I guess. Like, technically, I guess Toad has to be in this conversation, Toad. too. Yeah. Technically, too. There is nothing that indicates motivation. There's nothing that, like, indicates, like, anger or, like, any kind of strong emotion, right? Like, it's just... You see Bowser... He starts attacking you, you know, uh, you get to the princess. Thank you. Thank you, Mario. You know, all that kind of, it's kind of plain Jane. Yeah. There's not a whole lot there. This dog is laughing at you and hard. He thinks you are a piece of shit. <laughs> and, and he know, and you know what I love the most is that he knows you can't hit him. Like he knows. Yeah, you can't yeah, he knows. Like, I bet he knows that that gun can't hit him. It wasn't even programmed that way. <laughs> it would have been dark if they had let you shoot the dog. I would have liked oh, it less. Boy. That would have been dark because every kid that in the would... history of the planet would have killed that dog. Yeah, I I pulled the trigger on that dog. I don't know if you can play that game and not try to shoot that dog. No, you have to. So even even right. though like we know dogs, like anytime a move a, a, a dog dies in a movie, is like that's the worst thing you can do oh. in the movie. Oh. Dude, the scene in. However, if it if that dog was the duck hunt dog, no one would cry. No question. Yeah, dude, the do- like yeah. not to spoil anything. So I guess skip ahead to do the fifteen second skip ahead. The scene in I Am Legend where the dog gets bit, Max, and he oh my, it fucking uh, oh god, hurts my heart. It, um, it, you're right. Well, Most dogs the, are so lovable, and then this Jack, shit. John Wick. <laughs> his premise upon a dead dog. Oh, if, but the thing is, just imagine John Wick, that movie, if it was the duck hunt dog that got <laughs> shot and died. It's just like, I'm not investing in this movie. Why is he trying so hard? <laughs> I love it. And and you know what the best thing about this stupid dog is? Is like literally the game has nothing to like the game is not about the dog. dog the game is no. about shooting birds and, and discs, but you we're talking so i will ask you that so there was like you yeah. could you could either shoot ducks or you could shoot the discs mm-hmm. uh i i personally i actually i i, I for the gameplay i much preferred shooting the discs 
than the Ducks. Really? Yes, but that's just me. I was just going to ask you what which what your preference was. See, I prefer the Duck Hunt only because, like, yes, both of them got, frankly, difficult. Both of them were difficult. Yep. But it felt like Clay Pigeon was more difficult compared to the other. And also, I think, frankly, like, as we've been talking about, it lacks personality. It's just like literally shooting clay discs and nothing happens in it. I was more compelled to keep trying to like uh, push that limit with the, like how far can you go? You know, uh, I, I was not like you in a dirty cheat. You know, I was, <laughs> I, I tried to play actually one of the reasons why I brought up duck hunt uh, as a game. Cause I know it's a kind of a thin game. There is uh, regardless of whatever mode you choose, the reason why I brought it up is because it, for me, you know, this whole thing's about nostalgia, right? Like, of course. The, my 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 brother, and I know you didn't ever meet my brother or anything like that. This game reminds me of my brother, and uh, I remember uh, he had discovered this thing that you were talking about: putting the gun to the screen, yeah, pulling the trigger, and it will kill. <laughs> it you just cheat your way through it. And uh, I know it bothered my dad, just like it bothered your dad. <laughs> uh, uh, I always try to play it legitimate, but my brother, he he was kind of this certain kind of personality uh, where he, he was like, he would play the game and he would see, he would write down his scores from the game. Right. But the, which is like, not, I kind of get that. Like, you're just trying to track to see how well you're doing. Like, yeah, well, and stats, like, that makes sense. One right? of the big, one of the big knocks on these old games was they didn't have the battery. Like, when you turned it off, you lost your high score. So yeah, right. if you were playing for a high score, then yeah, you, that was the only way you could do it was to write them down. He, so he wrote down his scores and doing all that kind of stuff. But then the thing is, he would do this gun against the screen thing. He wouldn't actually try to like. Oh. Do so. It was this funny combination of, yeah, trying to be dedicated to try to like keep track of your scores, but he was cheating the whole way through and like, and like it wasn't malicious. He wasn't bragging about it. This is purely for himself. This and like I, I mean, and this is where it like does not apply to other people's nostalgia of the game. I get that this is a very distinct thing for myself, but I think. That that remind that's like my brother to a T, and I can't explain it. And I, I find whenever I think about that game, I think about my brother and like why he was such a unique individual that just like did what he wanted to do and didn't care what other people thought. Right? You know what I mean? I like, do. I absolutely. Oh, I do. I get it. Yeah. It's um. Yeah. So like I, I I don't want to say like that may not be a universal thing, but like that's what Duck Hunt is to me, and that's where that like lands in my memories. Just like how Doctor Mario reminds me of my mom, right? Uh, you know, like for whatever reason. Which hey, you know what? Uh, I'll do Doctor Mario. If you oh, Dr. buddy, Mario. we are doing Doc. I uh, I love Doc. We could do Doctor Mario anytime. I could talk about that game yeah. for days. Um, <laughs> no, I like that because I, I I understand what you're saying, dude, and that's like. I think most of us that grew up, I mean, I think because like the reason we started covering PS3 and Xbox 360 games on the show a little bit is because I have learned that like we have listeners that are 17, 18 years old who the, the Xbox That's 360 their was their NES, right? Yeah, and and I understand that. Yeah. And the yeah. thing about it is there's just like I can play a game now like Last of Us was I like the Last of Us was 
that's a special game to me. I played that game and it just clicked with me mm-hmm. on every possible level. But there's something. My about- roommate Mark, my my roommate Mark just played it, just finished it. Yeah, and I know he's been bugging you too. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking about it because he it's it, McHugh. Yeah, and he's like, dude, I love Last of Us. I'm like, yeah, that game's special. Um, mm-hmm. But the NES, I, and I I don't want to downplay anybody else's uh, feelings about their first console because if your first console was the Xbox 360, then that you're probably as, as attached to that as we are to the NES. But yeah. like for anyone that grew up in our era where the NES was your first system, you're going to have games like you with your brother with Duck Hunt and like myself with yeah. Super Mario Brothers is is just so it's their art. Games are art and the and certain games just connect with you in a way that it's 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 almost hard to put into words. Like the nostalgic yeah. feelings you get about these games. And to be honest with you, dude, I think this I think talking Duck Hunt was a infinitely better suggestion than i originally thought it well i originally thought we'd just have a laugh about the dog and that'd be it but like sitting here reminiscing i haven't played duck hunt in in probably 25 years at least probably longer than that actually because what's 20 dude 25 years ago is 1996 what the fuck so then it's probably 30 i was not playing my i wasn't playing my nes in 1996 no that's i still think (laughs) 10 years ago was the 90s like i i can't get my brain around that so, I, I know so many people like that. Yes. So it, yeah. it's it's thirty some years ago that I've played this game, but like I can hear that that like da, 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 that that little tune they played and the and the, watching the, 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 the giggle. You yeah. can hear that fucking giggle, and I can picture the ducks mind. flying up, and it's it's. It's funny because like when you talk Super Mario Brothers, Luigi is the forgotten little brother, but Duck Hunt is almost the forgotten little brother of Super Mario Brothers because <laughs> they were both in that package, and it's yeah. it's. I guarantee you, dude, I think this episode is going to be a bigger hit than I originally thought because I bet you there's a lot of people out there that feel like you that have attachments to this game that remember playing this game with their families and stuff. I Yes, it, it reminds me of my family a lot. This game Not, was, yeah. That yeah. was beyond gamers. It was a game beyond gamers. This game you know, like, is more yeah. fun to me. When you were sitting around with your family playing the NES... I bet you there were more good times sitting around as a family playing Duck Hunt than there was sitting around as a family playing Super Mario Brothers. Because you could all try to beat each other's scores and share the gun and have a laugh and the dog would laugh and you'd laugh at whoever was sucking. And and, and it was a quick game. Like, yes, you can beat Mario pretty quickly on that. Yes, that is technically, if you were really good at it, but sure. your family's not there watching you do that. No. But playing Duck Hunt is just like, Look at the novelty of this gun. Look at the, like, once again, going back to why Nintendo is ingenious. Um, and, like, there is something about innovation, this novelty that can connect to people. Yeah. That is just like, wow, look at what I can do. Look at what this device can do. And it, like, brings wonder to video games. And so as much as, like, yeah, well, this is... I'll, I'll follow up with this idea afterwards, I guess. But like, as as much as uh, uh, you know, Duck Hunt doesn't hold up as an uh, innovation or whatever. Like it was kind of a novelty of its time. Yeah. Um. It 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 still like uh brought people in and brought a sense of wonder. I think that's what's kind of cool. And even the Super Scope had that essence to it. The problem was, yeah, it wasn't a part of a bundle. It was marketable. It was not very marketable because it's like, I'm not going to spend this amount of money yeah. on this big hunk of plastic. This giant um, bazooka. It was like, I love, like, dude, we played with that thing so much as like a toy. 
but using yeah. it as like a using it as like a a, a weapon like on the TV was stupid. Uh, um, yeah. One of the things about Duck Hunt that I thought of while you were just saying that too is, and to me, this is really one of the genius things about Duck Hunt as far as the Nintendo goes, is that like my dad, I mentioned my dad played Duck Hunt. My dad doesn't play mm-hmm. video games. My dad wouldn't have picked up a controller and played Super Mario Brothers as his life depends mm-hmm. on it. He's like, this is stupid. But to sit there with a gun and shoot ducks, dude, like when you, there's a reason. Precisely. There's a it, reason when you very... go to the bar, Buck Hunter is everywhere. Buck Hunter is in yeah. every bar. Right, because it's anyone visceral. will play it. Anyone will pick up it, and shoot at animals. I know it sounds it's morbid, but... Well, it's not because of the shooting the animals. Honestly, it's because it's physical. Yeah, that's the thing. Like it, Nintendo knew that really early on. Where of like, he, it's not just like the con- controller, which which is abstractly like means run and jump and move. Right. Right. Like you know nobody. <laughs> Like in your life, you're not pushing forward on a thing to make you move forward. You just move forward. Right. The zapper, you point it and you shoot where you intend to shoot. Like yeah. it's very visceral. And so that's why I got around like people who are non gamers. It, it was brilliant. It's almost like the NES's Wii Sports. Like the Wii Sports. Yes. Was, I, I mean, like I, I have been quite vocal about my disdain of the Nintendo Wii, quite vocal about that system. But Wii Sports is genius. It is it is yeah. blatantly genius. There's a that Wii Sports is the reason the Wii sold as many copies as it did. Because yeah. dude, there's a seniors home up the road from our house and they have a Wii because the old yeah. folks want to play bowling on it. And the in, bowling, yeah. And in 1985, and, that was Duck Hunt. That was a way to be yeah. like, look, maybe you don't want to play Mario Brothers or whatever or Zelda. I get that. But you can pick up this gun and just and just play. It's like you're hunting without getting off the couch. And you don't need to understand. You don't need. You don't need to understand anything. Exactly. You, you know what I mean? Like anything. Like you said, dude. You said it twenty minutes ago. The zapper is a one-button controller. Anyone yep. can play with the zapper. Not anyone you, can pick you, up an NES controller, but everyone can play with the zapper. You innately know what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like and shoot then, the duck. Oh, okay. That may. I just aim it like this. Oh, because think about like when people play Mario. And you've probably seen many things. I've seen it where, like, your your mom or your dad picks up the controller and uh, Mario jumps and they jump. Yeah. That shows. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? Like, they, they, they lurch with their body yeah. as they hit the jump button. That's why the zapper is brilliant because it's like, no, you're physically – you you're, you're – what the execution of the action is the same – as what the reaction on the game is. Yeah. It's the same. It's one-to-one as opposed to Mario. Dude, I sure wish I, and I, and I mean, this doesn't, this applies to Tetris. This applies to Pac-Man, any, any score game from the NES, but like, I really wish it was able to keep your scores because like, <laughs> like honestly, I would have played this more had I been able to like, cause we never kept track of our scores. We just shot the ducks or shot. I, and that, Oh, so that's, I was going to get back to that. That's why I actually preferred shooting the clay disc. Cause shooting the ducks was funny. And then the, they looked funny when they got shot, the dog and everything like that. But like when I actually wanted to sit down and try to like, when I actually wanted to try to play the game and try to be good, that was when I actually really enjoyed the disc one because you're right. Like, and I remember thinking how rad it was like, it was almost like 3d the way the discs would, would, fly away and get smaller but you could still hit them right. up to a yes. certain up to a certain extent uh i yeah i just i really 
I thought that was so cool because Mario Brothers, again, like this was the only game we had forever was Mario Brothers Duck Hunt. Mario Brothers was two, there was no 3D in Mario Brothers at all. Mm. Whereas in, in, in Duck Hunt, the ducks don't fly further away. They just go up and down, but the discs fly away. And I thought that was so cool. And I loved trying to pick them off as they were getting small. I, I don't know why. I was just a nerd, I guess. I love that part. I, admittedly, I think where the clay pigeon had an advantage over the ducks was the fact that, like, it was predictable. You saw where it was going. Like, you knew, like, it wasn't trying to trick you where the ducks were, like, randomly moving. Right. right? Dude, and so. you could control the ducks. Did you ever do that? You could. Yeah, play, yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah. My brother I and I used to. I about that, but yes, oh, yeah, that's right. My little brother and I would jerk each other around so hard because one guy <laughs> would control the duck and the other one would be trying to shoot him. Oh my God. It'd be so, it would be like, that was, that's some of my favorite duck hunt memories. I forgot all about that was just trying to fuck the other one over and not let him shoot that stupid duck. God. Yeah, that's, that's true. That is really, it is really good. Genius, man. It's a really fun yeah. game. It really, I miss this game and I'll never play it again unless they re-release it on the switch. Somehow I'm never going to play it again. I Actually, this it. brings me, this, this brings me to my question now, like, here, do you think it would be possible to make like a duck hunt too? Yeah, I do. Um, like, yeah. what do you think? Because here's the problem I see: one, you'd need to buy another accessory, yeah. right? Um, likely. Uh, like, I, that's why I was like so astounded with the uh, the Wii U re-release of it. I'm like, I guess that would make sense, but it's still not quite the same. But like, do you think they would ever make one? I. I don't think they would ever make one, but I do think they could. And I think there's two ways they could do it. I, and I, the problem is that I'm nostalgic for Duck Hunt. I love Nintendo, but both ways that I'm about to say, I have no interest in playing. Because the first mm-hmm. way would be to <laughs> to dock your Switch, take the Joy-Con off, and use the Joy-Con as like, you know, because it can tell whereabouts your Joy-Con is. Motion works with right. the Joy-Con. So number one would be to do it like that. The problem is that the Switch Lite isn't dockable and you can't remove the Joy-Con, so it wouldn't be playable on the Switch Lite. So you're ostracizing a portion of your audience just like that. The second way to do it, which to me would be the better of the two ways, is, and God, I'm stupid. I can't remember the name of the term. But there's, is it gyrometric something? There's something, the the Switch, you know what I mean? Like I play Splatoon on the Switch and you can turn it on where like when I turn my Switch, like in my hands, the camera shifts with me. And so I guess you could probably do it in that sense where you watch, you know what I mean? Like you have to, a little bit more of a 3D element, yeah. like looking around you a little bit. And, but yeah. same thing. I don't really have any interest in playing it like that. Like I like to just sit yeah. down on my controller and, and play. Frankly, if they were to ever make another Duck Hunt, VR would be the way to do it. Uh, yes. But Nintendo doesn't do VR. I mean, they, they technically do VR with the Switch because they built like a Labo cardboard virtual reality. It's, it's stupid. Nintendo that, doesn't that. have VR. Just, just say <laughs> So like until for all intents and purposes they don't right. Yes. So until Nintendo comes up with a until slash if Nintendo ever comes up with a legitimate virtual reality load up, then I don't think it would work. I do think Duck Hunt in VR with the headset on, in theory, could work and be fun. Yeah, but if that's the case and they lock down first person shooting in VR, then it's like I would rather play halo or call of duty like i don't want to play duck hunt you know what i mean like i just feel like duck hunt is just like i think deer deer hunter is duck hunt now or big buck hunter pardon me buck hunter is duck hunt now 
Uh, you know that 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 would be the big thing. You know, I I if uh, Buck Hunter wanted to like revitalize their popularity uh, on those consoles at the random bar, um, would be like, hey, we've added the Duck Hunt dog, dude. That's <laughs> you know what I think that is the most. I don't want to say realistic, but that is the best option for bringing Duck Hunt back, in my opinion. <laughs> would be for the Buck Hunter people to to make a deal with Mario and or with Nintendo. Part of me, yeah, that would make sense. And Nintendo it, does it would, send some of their IP out to other for other. You know, they 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 do collaborate with other developers sometimes. So, that's that's how uh, the 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 Rabbids uh, Mario tactical RPG came to be. That game kicks ass, by the way. Mario Rabbids is awesome. I don't care what anyone. I says. haven't played it, but like, um, it's I, awesome. I think the Rabbids are funny, so you know what? I should probably try to check that out. At some it's point, but. it's too it's so good. But right, like I mean, and and uh, Luigi's well, Mansion, too, Lu- man. Luigi's Mansion Three was made by Next Level Games, who now mm-hmm. is owned by Nintendo, but wasn't. Uh, there's Crypt of the Necro Dancer or whatever. There's a Legend of Zelda version. Like they do mm-hmm. lend their their IP out to other developers. And Duck Hunt is just sitting on the shelf doing absolutely nothing aside from Duck Hunt Dog trolling everyone in Smash Brothers. So like, yeah. I think that'd be awesome, dude. Because I, I don't play Buck Hunter when I go to the bar. Because admittedly, and I'm just gonna be honest, like I'm I can only see out of one eye. My depth perception sucks. I'm terrible at those. I'm horrible at those games. I have no aim at yeah. all. But if yeah. you told me Duck Hunt was in it and I could play and like a new version of that stupid dog would pop up and laugh at me, I would be willing to throw a couple of bucks into that game and play that. You're right. You're right. Because I don't want to play Buck Hunter right now. If I knew that dog was in there, you know, I think you'd, I think you're right. I would do it. I yeah. would do it. Just for the laugh of seeing that dumb dog again and trying to shoot that dumb dog again. So, and once again, he would still have to be invincible. Has to be. Uh, has to it has be. to be invincible. Has to be. Oh my goodness. Did I, we just give an, a business idea? I think we so. we like tag the developer? <laughs> Cause I, I oh. realistically, oh. like, I think that's the only way. I mean, I guess. Dude, yeah, to me, the only two ways Duck Hunt ever becomes relevant again, aside from Smash again, is is either something like that where they put him in Buck Hunter, or if whatever the successor to the Switch is has virtual reality capabilities, and then Nintendo... Because I have enough... Uh, admittedly, you guys know I wear Nintendo rose-colored glasses. I like everything they do, or almost everything they do. <laughs> um, I, I somewhat have faith that Nintendo would be able to transition Duck Hunt into like a an enjoyable virtual reality experience, but to just have to put it on my TV and play it again. I personally, and I think a lot of people feel the same. Like I, I never want to, I don't, I don't have any, there's a reason light guns aren't a thing anymore. Like, because it's just, it's a gimmick and it's a lot of money to develop them. And then nobody makes games for them. There's a reason for that. It's too hard. It would be too, like you'd, you'd be bank. You as a developer would be banking on an idea that a lot of people would have the gun. Yeah. Right. Like otherwise. So why would you pour all this money into this thing that like some of the potential uh, consumer base would have, right? Like it doesn't make, it doesn't make financial sense. And like, even if you, uh, you're willing to do that, you wouldn't be able to pour a pile of resources in it because that would be dumb, right? Exactly. So, like, yeah, it, it would. It, but big the, the Buck Hunter, you know. I think. Look, I don't know what you do. Put on Twitter when you when you make it. You need to figure out who that developer of Buck Hunter is. <laughs> You're like, dude. You need to get on board with Nintendo. Get that 
uh, dog from Duck Hunt in there. I will play it forever. Call it like Duck Hunter. Du- Duck Hunter. Literally reveal calling, a spoof yeah. called Duck Hunter and make it's not it Duck even Hunt. That far away. I would buy what you have. If I walked into an arcade and saw a Duck Hunter cabinet in a heartbeat, I'd be like, "Yo, go get me a drink. I'll be over there." Like I'm going to play Duck Hunt. Um, you put it in that font that Duck Hunt has, where it's just like the weird giant blocky letters. Oh, oh man, that'd be so I'm sick. Done. Because the other thing about making it as a home game would be that like, and I'm, and I'm talking out of my ass here. Cause I don't know a lot about tech and stuff, but like there's so many various kinds of TVs, monitors, yeah. 4k curved TVs, 8k, like to try it's to make something consistent. that works on everything. It just doesn't, it doesn't seem plausible to me anymore. So just like how it's a challenge to even get like rock band because it requires yeah. timing and everything. It's just like, I can never calibrate my rock band. Right. <laughs> exactly. I need to get like a perfect musician to come in. To, like, <laughs> Man, hey, I can love you, rock can band. you tune this for me? I can't, I do not understand. So in the same way. Yeah. You, I think you're right. Yeah. It's I gotta th- be, it's, it's, we gotta get duck hunter together. Duck as, hunters. Uh, it's only chance or, or, or I guess maybe they go completely outside of the box and create some whole different type of game starring this dog. And I just don't know. Like people, at that point, it's not Duck Hunt anymore. No, and I don't think people like I. I mean, dude, there's look at the when you look at the Nintendo franchises that are just sitting on the shelf, like F Zero, Punch Out. Where the fuck? I know they're making a Metroid, but where the fuck has Metroid been? Uh, there's so many like iconic Nintendo IP just sitting there. No. Various sports, like no, like Star Tropics. I would put. St- yeah, you're what, right. You're what, right. Where's Star Tropics three? Like I, I mean, I love the Duck Hunt dog, but like this game wouldn't sell. Like no one's gonna buy this game. No. So it, it is what it is. He's he's better off in the past. I would love it to just Duck do, Hunter. I would yeah, either Duck Hunter or like I'd love to see him just pop up as like an Easter egg. Do you know yeah. what? I, like make a game where I don't even know what the game could be, but some game where this stupid dog just pops up and mocks you occasionally. And that would make me happy. But I think this game is, you know, it's, it's left behind in 1985 for a reason. It's just, mm-hmm. it was a demo. It was fun, but the, the technology's left duck hunt behind. Yeah. So, uh, man, that was, I can't believe we got 50 minutes out of duck hunt. That's <laughs> fucking phenomenal. Before that's, we, before that's we, that's my goal. That's my goal. Every time I show up, I'm going to pick a, the worst game to do a podcast on. And then I'm going to make it a great episode. We'll find a way to drag it out. Um, <laughs> I don't think we dragged. I thought that was a solid. That was a solid discussion. Um, do you got any other closing thoughts on this thing before we score it and wrap it up and get on with our lives? <laughs> no, I don't think so. All right. So then this thing hit North America in 1985. So on a scale of one to 1985, what would you score the original <laughs> Duck Hunt? Like, as always, this question always, I I, I agree with Polygon where I do not agree, uh, think a, a scored number works. It's, it's I hard. think it's a flawed system. Very flawed. It's a flawed system. But this is a flawed podcast. That would make so. sense. Uh, you are involved. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, <laughs> flaws all over the place. So between, uh, sorry, 1 and 1985? Yeah. Um, boy, that is... We're going to require some math. I think in ter- I'll do it like I always do. It's both like back then and now. Yeah. Uh, I think back then, I think it's 1985. I, get, I think even back then, 
it's got to be like around in a thousand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it was it. It was well made. It did what, and it was innovative. That was the big thing. It was innovative even for its time. Yeah, just it like Nintendo. Uh, but there's not much to the game. There's no story. You know, whatever. It's not much. So a thousand at best. Now, and the game now, like I think the. the <laughs> I would love to play a round of Duck Hunt, but I think it's even less now. Like, I think it's got to be, like, 324. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like that. No, dude, this is aged. It's aged horribly. Like, I... it Yeah. yeah. It doesn't hold up. Go play Time Crisis. Or, you know, like... Or Literally those other rail any, shooters. any other shooting game ever. Um, Buck Hunter. Buck Hunter does it. Although, Buck Hunter would jump up from... I will never pay money to I would get my friends to play and we would have competitions. Oh, you know, dude, if they built a full blown duck hunter arcade machine, I might be willing to buy one for my house. Like that would be so <laughs> sick. Yeah, no, you're right though. I'd probably give it around. Yeah. Like a, like a 1100, like in that five, six out of 10, it's, it's more nostalgia than anything. If dude, yeah. if someone doesn't have nostalgia for this game, they have no reason to play it today. Yeah, no like, reason. Oh, if no you reason. never play this as a child, don't don't try to find it. <laughs> no, don't try to find. It. I mean, it's, it's on Wii U, so if you can play it on Wii U, do it there. Otherwise, don't worry about it because it's not worth it. So I would not. I would not even bother in Wii U. <laughs> well, but there's not. Yeah, well, you're right. Well, there's only four people in the world that have a Wii U to play it on, anyway. So. <laughs> Uh, so you know what you. those four those four people go find it i yeah, guess those four uh, people could keep duck hunt alive um dude i fucking thanks for dude first of all great suggestion this was awesome and second of all <laughs> uh it's been too long thank you for giving me a shout thank you for doing the show i know we have some mm -hmm. more games we're planning to do down the road and yeah. uh i'll i'll reach out to you off of the air and we will figure out a time to do those and uh great. and keep playing hades because hades is awesome and uh yeah great talking to you man thank you for doing this no problem, man. It was, it was great. This was w way better than I thought it was going to be. Me too. <laughs> way better. I, I feel like that's yeah. the whole, that's the, that's like the catchphrase of this podcast. Better than I expected. That's the, what this podcast <laughs> is. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Thanks, buddy. That's going to do it for this week's episode. David, thank you for giving me a call. Thank you for suggesting Duck Hunt. And thank you for helping to make that into what I hope other people feel was a very fun episode because I had way more fun recording that episode than I expected to have. Uh, if you're enjoying the show, if you're enjoying what we do, please consider supporting us on Patreon. It is $2 US a month. It helps me out so much. It's the reason you guys don't have to listen to a bunch of ads and stuff like that. And you get extra podcasts, a shout out on the show. Everyone that signs up by March 21st is going to get a remember the game lanyard. So even if you cancel it before April, you're still going to get your lanyard. I'm hoping that you sign up, get your lanyard and like, Oh my God, these extra podcasts are really good. I'll hang around this Sunday's episode of expansion pass, which is exclusive to our patrons is going to be me ranking my top 20 SNES games of all time. It is expansion pass number 50. I'm really excited about that. So patreoncom slash remember the game. Also tickets are available for my online comedy show right now. 20 bucks Canadian gets you one ticket, which is all you need for everyone in your household. You can find those on Eventbrite. Just search for Adam blank, please. If you're gonna watch if you're not gonna watch that's one thing but if you're planning to buy a ticket please do not wait until the 20th to buy your ticket just get it out of the way now and then i can sleep a little easier at night knowing that i'm not gonna lose my shirt on this show and uh yeah 
Check me out on Twitch Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Uh, look for Member the Game over on Twitch.tv. And that'll do it for this week's episode. Like I said, next week for episode 140, it is going to be a special uh, chat with Summoning Salt, the world record speedrun holder for beating Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Among other things, look up his videos on YouTube in advance if you want to know who I'm talking about. He's got over a million subscribers. His speedrun videos are phenomenal. And uh, I'll be back in seven days with that episode. In the meantime, clean your controllers, wash your hands, look out for each other, be safe, and uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Cheers. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. We could not produce... All the podcasts, all the YouTube stuff, the Twitch streams, all the crap that we turn out without each and every one of your support. It means so much to me. So I would like to take a quick moment to thank every single person that has supported us at patreon.com slash remember the game. So prepare for me to fuck up a few names and a huge thank you to a novel console, Aaron Backer, Aaron Lawson, Adam Anderson, Adam Beasley, Adam J, Adam Oshirello, AJ Freeman, AJ Jones, Alex Martinez, Amarok, Amy Gillen, Andre, Andrew Wright, Andy Hudson, April Zane, Ari Picker, Arpad Botos, Ashley Cronin Bitter, A-Town, Ben Bouya, Ben Busha, Ben Drinken, Bugnish, Bradley McHugh, Brandon O'Brien, Brandon... Brendan Hain, Brian McKay, Brian Robbins, Brian Medeiros, Brian Ransom, Charlie Medeiros, Chris Campbell, Chris Coplin, Chris Fleury, Chris Goodfellow, Christopher Russell, Chris Sumner, Chuck Schlarp, Cody Poland, Corey, Craig Rutt, Crash Bandicoot, Chris Knife 007, Dan T, Dana Wuchrall, Dana Upton, Danny Vega, Dario Oman, Dave, Dave McGee, Dave Thompson, David Ray, David Schnatterer, Defunct, Derek Jane, Derpimus Prime, Desert Tortoise, Devin Gordon, Divalk, DNA Gaming, Duhow, Dominic S. Thompson, Doug Dorn, Doxer, Dylan, Electronic Emotions Program, Mfelf, Aaron Refu- Evan Refuse, Fake McHugh, Faro Vitali, Fer- Ferdy Martinez, Fraser Burns, Freddie Bovenkirk, G9PSX, Gary C, Geek Life Radio, Andre SJA Flash, Jafar, James Anderson, James Clark, Jared, Jason Cortez, JB Retromania, Jay Clutch, Jeff Johnson from Game on GNT, Jeffrey Mathis, Jer Bear, Jesse Clark, Joe Buck, Joe Gillespie, Joe Mack, John Doskus, John Quack, John Byrne 86, Jordan, Josh Morgan, Joshua David, Joshua, pardon me, Joshua Davis, Joshua Shenfield, K Jam, Kate Roberts, Casey Rarick, Keegs, Kelly, Kevin, Kevin Chincholo, Kevin Donlin, Kevin Hufford, Kinslayer, Kyle Paul, Lane Orr, Leon Napscog, Les Winan, Luca, Luis Oliva, Mackenzie Wheeler, Mad Shibs, Makeshift Mallow Money, Mark Jones, Mark McHugh, Mark 209, Martin Greenwood, Matt Brown, Matt McLean, Matthew Davis, McJr, Mega Man 2 OG, Mercury 869, Michael Mathis, Mick Morse, Michael Hegg, Mike Cummings, Mike Mallowaney, Miklos Blackshaw, Miles from BringBackRetro.com, Morgan, MPG in Buffalo, Mr. Satan, Mr. Nick, Mr. MeSeeks0406, Wolverine Films, Murat Pepper, Nathan Tremblay, Nathan W, Nevrop, Nick Sills, Nick Lu- Ninja Lunchbox 79, No One Cares, Pat Duddy, Paul Bullard, Parzabal, PB McFadden, Peebs, Pie Messiah, Poops Loomis, Potato Bob Guy, Raging Demon, Retro Ghosty Ghost, Retro Bismol, Rex Sheldon, Robert Fuchsia, Robert Lippa, Rodrigo Tomazzi, Rogue Agent, Ryan Bayshore, Ryan Kinchin, Ryan White, Ryan Yeager, Sam Wright, Scott Brooks, Scott V, Sean Clifford, Seriously Ron on P, Sean Razine, Sharonic, Silver Grunion, Slick Rick, Spencer C. Weiss, Starro Probins, Stefan Fukasawa, Steve O'Connor, Stitch, Stupid Monkey, Super Mary Ho, That One Kid Nick, The Anti-Spatial Podcast, The Giraffe, The Honest Pokemon Trainer, The T-Word, They Call Me Badger, Thor the Hammer, Tim L, Tim Real, Todd O, Tom Kite, Tommy Reynolds, Tony Cherichetti, Troy <clears throat> K, 
Tyler, very cool dude, Vincent L, Vladstein, White Burrow, Wolfgang Darren, Juan B, Wyman Brooks, X Water, Yamcha, Zane Donovan, and Zoo Troy. That wasn't perfect, but I've done better. Uh, or done worse and better. I've done, anyway, good enough. There's your shout outs. I fucking try. Thanks a lot for the support, everybody. I love you guys. Cheers. <laughs>